Oh, man. I need a moment to collect myself. Because when I think about the goodness of the Lord, and when I see these young people giving praise to God, it moves my heart, y'all. It touches me like nothing ever has before. When we talk about the precious Lamb of God, and I realize that I might be a stranger standing before you this morning, but Jesus is no stranger to any of us. For the same God that you serve, I serve. And when these young people began to lift their voices and sing to the Lord, oh, y'all need to stand on your feet this morning. We need to stand on our feet and give them a hand praise. For God is good. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, it is indeed. God bless you. You may be seated. And pardon me for taking that liberty, but you know, when the presence of the Lord is here, we have to move with the Spirit is moving us. And I thank God. I thank God for the choir and just a wonderful job in singing that selection and all the other selections as well. I first want to say good morning to the Bethel family. It's a privilege and an honor uh, to stand on in this sacred ground here this morning. I count myself not worthy, and I consider it an important opportunity to stand before God's people uh, to, pro to proclaim the gospel of the good news. So I want to first recognize that uh, when I drove here and parked in the parking lot, from the moment I stepped out of my car to the moment standing here, I have just received such a warm welcome. I feel like I'm at home, y'all. So if it's all right you, I'm going to act like I'm at home, if that's okay with you. First, I want to recognize the clergy that are present today. I know Minister McCray I've already spoken to and any other clergy that may be present. I also want to recognize all the deacons uh, that are here and the leadership team that is serving here at Bethel. I also want to say thank you to the Bethel family and just a warm greeting uh, this morning that you have provided. I'm really humbled and thankful for this amazing opportunity that you invited this little preacher to come down and say a few words to you this morning. Certainly, last but not least, I want to take a few moments out to recognize my family on this morning. They stood, so I'm not going to ask them to stand again, but this morning joining me is, joining me this morning is one of my four grandchildren. My grandson, he's the one that said, Jay, appreciate that, Jay. Uh, my grandson, my son is here. My daughter and her husband is here as well. Uh, and I thank God for them. And of course, the queen of my life, the love of my life. In a few months, we will celebrate our 39 years together. Praise God. I often tell her she don't know how blessed she is to have a man like me. Uh, but seriously, God bless you, but I'm glad, I'm glad I got a witness back here. But seriously, seriously, y'all, God has been good to the Gaines family, and I, I'm thankful for this journey that my wife has been alongside me over all these many years, and we're looking forward to whatever God has for the next 39-plus years in our life. Truly a blessing. So thank you, dear, for being here. I really appreciate uh, that and over all of these years as well. 
Before I begin, I want to, since you don't know me, I just want to maybe share a few points about me that I think, at least in my mind, they're important. And I want you to know that I grew up in a place about 90 miles north of here in a place called, maybe 100 miles, in a place called Donnellan, Florida. And I, I worked hard orange groves. I loaded hay fields and I worked in the watermelon field during the hot summer Florida months. I love driving down the country roads, stopping at the peanut stand, getting a hot bag of peanuts and a nice Coca-Cola. But the one thing I want you to know about me, if you don't remember any of that, I simply love the Lord. For the Lord has been good to this little old country boy. And truly, I thank him for this amazing journey that he has placed me on. And now at this point here, we're standing before this wonderful congregation. And I know the scripture has been read, but during my study and my research, I wanted to also read the New International Reader's Version to you as well as we read the King James Version. And I'm going to ask you just to remain seated because I want to read it to you. And then we're going to pray, and then I'm going to share with you what the Lord has placed on my heart. And it's still simply 1, 6, Psalms 116, uh, verses 12 to 19 from the New International Reader's Version. And as we look into these particular verses, I want to read how they read to you as well. Slightly different, but meaning of the same thing, of course. For the 12th verse says it like this, the Lord has been good to me. See, when I said I was going to say that, I just thought I'd get a much different response. <laughs> because I believe when, when we make the statement that God has been good to me, somebody ought to connect with that. <laughs> I could go ahead and take my seat, but I still got to talk a little bit. How can I ever pay him back? I will bring an offering of wine to the Lord, and I'll thank him for saving me. I will worship him in front of all the Lord's people. I will do what I have promised the Lord. The Lord pays special attention when his faithful people die. Lord, I serve you. I serve you just as my mother did. I'm going to say like my mama did. You set me free from the chains of my suffering. Lord, I will sacrifice a thanks offering to you. I will worship you in front of all the Lord's people. I will do what I promised him. I will keep my promise in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. I will keep my promise in Jerusalem itself and praise the Lord. If you would, would you bow with me as we pray for a few moments? Let us pray. Oh, dear God, now we pause now for this moment in time, Lord God. We've come now to the spoken word, O oh God. We'd ask that you would help us to remove any distractions that keep us from hearing what you have laid upon this preacher's heart, Lord God. Touch our hearts and touch our minds, Lord God. Let each one of us, whether virtual or in this sanctuary, be different after the message touches our ears and our hearts, Lord God. God, I thank you for this wonderful sanctuary. I thank you for this wonderful church that continues to do your will, Lord God. Continue to bless them even more, Lord God. And now, God, I hope, I pray that you would allow this vessel to decrease, Lord God, that your word would increase, O oh God, 
God, give me the strength and the wisdom to say what you put in my, my heart, to drop it into their heart, God. But also, God, give me this wisdom and strength to know the discernment that when it's time to sit down, I take my seat, Lord God. And God, we praise you and we thank you. It is in Christ's magnificent name we pray. Amen and amen. I'd like to also state that I've never been a long-winded preacher. And I do remember when I first told my pastor many, many years ago, he's gone on to be with the Lord. And I told him, I said, I feel like I'm called to the ministry. He said, great, I will put you under my wings and groom you and teach you all about preaching and what to do when you're invited to at another guest church. And the one thing that, out of many things that he taught me, one thing that always resonates in my ear, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stand up. I want you to speak up. And I want you to shut up. <laughs> and that's going to be my goal today is to simply do simply that. To stand up, speak up, and then I'm going to shut up. I'd like to start off by saying, since you all don't know me, I'm going to ask that you trust me a little bit here as I lead into the direction of the text this morning. So follow me, if you will, as we began to talk about what the text is going to be bringing forward. And I believe that if you will follow me, the points that I want to make will arrive at your front door. I simply believe that you have to open the door and allow them to enter in. My brothers and sisters, we here in America, most around this country, live in what I call an abundance economic status. You can drive around and see big houses. We right here from this sanctuary, we are close to some of the finest restaurants, high-end retail stores, we got great schools and all these things going on in our lives. In fact, when I was driving around the parking lot, I saw these nice cars y'all got out here in the parking lot. But if we're not careful, we could conclude that only, the only reason that we have these things is because of our hard work, our education, our network, our network, our portfolio. Now, don't get me wrong. It's okay to have all of these things and enjoy all of these things, but we must not forget where these things come from. And so what I want you to think about for a few minutes this morning is, do we praise God the same way, in the same manner, before all this stuff arrived at our front door? If I translate that to what mama said, don't forget where you come from. Am I right about it this morning? So in an effort to encapsulate verses 12 through 19, I didn't want to overcomplicate it, and I certainly didn't want to understate the importance of what the author is saying within the text of these verses that we read. And I believe to order to, to do that, we kind of need to understand how the author arrived at the point when he says, God has been good to me. 
In order to do that, I believe we need to look at some of the preceding verses that I did not read to you, and I also believe we need to look beyond Psalms and look at some of the other information that is contained in the old text. Because when we see that point of God has been good to me, it ought to cause us to think, why did the author make this statement? And I surmise that there are at least two questions that come to my mind. The author had already gone through something or was currently going through something. Am I right about it this morning? Do I have a witness in this building this morning? I I, I want you to know that saying amen is not an interruption to the sermon this morning. If you feel led to wave your hand, go ahead and wave your hand. If you feel led to say praise the Lord, go ahead and say praise the Lord. If you feel led to say, preach, preacher, go ahead and say that because I feel like I'm at home. But we need to think about what did the author, what was in the author's mind when he made the statement, God has been good to me. I believe the author was reflecting back over his life and looking at all the things that God had done for him. And how he reached that conclusion. If you were to back up a few verses, you will see it talked about when he was tripping, God kept him from falling. When death was around, God saved him. Research indicates that David wrote many of the Psalms. While it doesn't point his name to this particular Psalm, I want to bring David into the story because David can say the same thing. God had been good to me. You see, David was a shepherd who became a king. Are y'all with me this morning? David was a little boy who slew a bully. Am I right about it this morning? And so that's how the author gets to the point of God has been good to me. And so as I wrestled with the subject this morning, I wanted to say the subject is God has been good to me. But I didn't find any peace in that because that was simply me talking about myself and reflecting on how God had been to me. And my job here this morning is not to do that with this congregation. My job this morning is to try to get you to reflect on how good God has been to us. So I want to drop this into your heart. My subject this morning is simply God has been good to us. Is there a witness in the building? Can anyone in here identify that God has been good to us? When we look back over where we used to be and where we are now, the only conclusion that this country board can come up with is just nobody but the Lord. I believe I need to now give you a little bit more context about where we're going in the text. So after the author says, God has been good to me, he he makes this transition to how can I pay him back? Are y'all with me now? So if I say that too quickly, uh, you might miss the transition of thinking how good God has been to me and how can I pay him back? 
Now, <laughs> now, I wish I had people in my life to say, how can I pay Jeff Gaines back? But that's not simply the case. But the author goes to the point of asking this, and I believe the reason the author asked this, is he began to evaluate what God had done in one hand. And he put that on the scale and how, and he put on the other side how worthy he was. And this side began to outweigh that. And then he recognized that he needed to do something to pay God back. Are, are y'all with me? Yeah. Uh, knowing full well whatever he could do could never measure up to God's goodness. Uh, I, I don't care if you have an American Express green card, gold card, platinum, or black card. There's not enough money on that to pay God back for what he's done. I don't care how much money is on the stock market. It's not enough money to pay God back. You can take all the gold in Fort Knox. That's if some, some are still left. You can take all that gold, and it still does not measure up to the goodness of God. I surmise to you this morning that I'm so glad that uh, God does not require us to pay him back. Am I right about it this morning? Because if God required us to pay him back, let me reassure you that all of us will be delinquent on our account. From the back door to back here, every, every one of us would be delinquent in our account. We would find ourselves in the rears, delinquent, bankrupt, and getting calls from heaven's collection department. But I'm so glad that God does not require us to pay him back. Even though we have messed up, even though we don't, as the young lady said, when, he, when she went left, and God told us to go right, he does not require us to pay him back. Am I right about it? So we must ask ourselves, when God is saving us, can we say thank him? Let me back that up for a second. I believe one of the ways that we can repay him is by thanking him. I believe we can thank him. Thank him for waking me up this morning. Thank him for being such a good God. You see, I could have been dead sleeping in my bed. I was headed to hell's hot fire. But I thank him for saving me. So since I can't re repay him, I can certainly thank him. And then after makes another transition in the text. For after I thank him for saving me, I will worship him. So I want to say this disclaimer. What I'm about to say now might cause some of you to slide in your seat feel uncomfortable, may not give me another invite back, but I got to say it. Church is not the only place where we worship God. Don't get me wrong. I love myself some church. I love being in the sanctuary. I love the music. I, I, I love greeting with the ushers. I love the parking lot ministry. I love people being on Zoom. But this is not the only place where we worship God. Yeah. 
If you're streaming at the airport, worship God at the airport. If you're sitting at the coffee shop, worship God. Don't allow anything to hinder our worship of God. Uh, we need to worship God at the job, at the playground, on the school bus, in the dorm. Is where we need to worship God. Oh, we have to worship God because he has been so good to us. The author then moves a little further, and he said that I will serve him like my mother did. And I like to say like, like my mama did. And when I read this text, it brought tears to my eyes. What you don't know is that my mom has gone on to be with the Lord. But I can hear her voice say, Jeff, God has been good to you. You see, I know things about you that you don't even know about yourself. See, I, I, I rushed you to the hospital so many times not knowing if you're going to live or die. My son, God, has been good to you. When a vicious animal attacked you and had to rush you to the hospital, but you're still here, God has been good to you, Jeff. Uh, when your father walked off and left us, but we're still standing, God has been good to you, my son. Uh, I, I can hear her say, keep on serving God because God has been good to you, my son. I, I love that the author brings mama in because we all love mama. And he says he want to serve like his mother did. And I hear my mom saying it right now, son. I may not have served in the way you did, but you keep on serving God. Through your ups and through your downs, you keep on serving the Lord. And mama ensured that when her little boy left to go to the military, that he wasn't going alone. And we didn't have much money. And, 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 and for packing up things, she gave me a, a sandwich, a brown sandwich bag. And, and I remember the grease was coming out the bag. And it was good food for the bus ride. But when I got to boot camp, and I opened up that old raggedy suitcase that we had. Mama had placed one of those small Gideon Bibles in that suitcase. And she said, whenever you get in trouble, whenever you think you're by yourself, you read this Bible. Serve God because serving the Lord is going to pay off after a while. Am I right about it this morning? The author then moves to a point where it says, for you have set me free. Let me say that again. For you have set me free. I will tell you, and many of you probably know this as well, that the moment you accept Christ, there's freedom like no other. Let me say that again. I, it might have been yesterday you accepted the Lord. It may have been 30 years ago, 50 years ago, but I distinctively remember the moment that I accepted the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior. And I got to tell you, I was free. Free from that old life of mine, free from the guilt that was trying to hold me to my past. 
For the scripture says, whom the son set free is free indeed. Is, I got any free people in this building this morning? You know, a few years ago, TurboTax came out with a commercial. And in my opinion, it was a really, really good commercial. And at the time, I didn't know that that commercial was going to be a sermon illustration for me. But they came out with this commercial where this young boy was in a spelling bee contest. And this was the last word before the championship and the trophy was going to come forth. And they told him his last word. And they said, the word that you have to spell is free. And the young man began to spell free. And it seems like it was a struggle to get every word. He said, F. Then he thought about it. It was an R. And then an E. And then an E. And then what the commercial says, all it says is free, 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 free. Oh, y'all, y'all not with me this morning. See, what I'm trying to say is life has its struggles. We have our ups and our downs. We have our drama moments. We struggle with family and friends. We struggle with finances. We struggle with the neighbors. We got bosses that act up. But you got to start spelling free. F-R-E-E-E. Free, 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 free. For whom the sun set free, it's free indeed. You know, when, when, when I accept the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior, like a burden was lifted off my shoulder. I could walk stronger, walk higher in the Lord. Now, I still have some challenges now, but I was free to move in accordance with what God wanted me to do in my life. God has been good to us. Is there a witness in the building this morning? As indicated, I'm not very long-winded. And I want to bring these last few points home to you to think about this. I think it's important to look back biblically and then forward to see where we are. To think about how good God has been to us. Now, if we were to go back to Gideon, Gideon started off with 32,000 soldiers. God brought that down to 300 people, and Gideon got the victory. I believe Gideon would say God has been good to him. Are y'all feeling me this morning? Then if we were to move forward just a little bit further into the New Testament, in my mind, I can see the 10 lepers running after Jesus has spoke into the lie. And I can see that one leper turning around, running back to Christ knowing that he had healed, been healed. I believe that leper would say God had been good to him. Can I get a witness this morning? Or maybe y'all still not with me this morning. So, so let's talk about Paul. Paul was shipwrecked. He had been beaten. He had been bitten, and, and they were looking at him to die. I believe Paul would say God had been good to me. Let me get a little closer to our front door, if you will. If we look back to June 19th, 1865, when our ancestors received their freedom, and if they could say God had been good to them. Are y'all with me this morning? 
Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me bring this thing a little further in then, uh, uh, because now I want to hit in the years that some of us might have been born, or, well, even before this. Uh, so let's go back, let's go back a little back to the 1960s, when people like you and me couldn't even vote, had to sit on the back of the bus, but we can now say God has been good to us. Maybe my young people say, Mark, what is he talking about, 1960s? So let, let me bring it a little closer to 2020, March of 2020, when our whole world, when our whole life was changed by something called a pandemic. I, I'm going to make the assumption that you are like me. I lost friends. I lost loved ones. All kinds of things happen, but we're still yet here today. And I can say that God has been good to us. Well, maybe that's still a little bit too far back for you. So let me bring this thing to this morning. Let me bring this thing to this morning. This morning when I opened my eyes and the sun was shining... I, I, I was able to put my feet on the floor, walked over to the refrigerator. There was some food in the refrigerator. The lights were on. I was warm in the house. God has been good to us. I had breath in my lungs. I could see where I was going. I, I, I got in my car. The car started up. And I ended up here in this wonderful sanctuary. I can say God has been good to us. Am I right about it this morning? Can you look back over your life and think about all the things that you've gone through? If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Oh, can I get a witness in the building this morning? God has been good to us. I want to let you know that without God, I would be like a ship without a sail. I would be like a diamond without any sparkle. I would be like a sweet potato pie without any sweetness. God has been and will be, continue to be forever good to us. So when I put his goodness in this hand, and I put my life in this hand. This hand is always going to weigh more than this hand. How can we ever repay him? God bless you all.